Hi, and welcome to this week's Physics Buzz podcast. I'm Mike Lucibella. So I'm going to start this podcast with the obligatory warning, don't try this at home. But seriously, don't try this at home. So everyone knows what happens when you inhale helium and then try to talk. You end up sounding like the lead singer of Alvin and the Chipmunks. So this is my voice regular. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. And what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take a deep breath of helium. And, well, you can hear the difference. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. So why does my voice do this? Well, broadly speaking, my voice changed for the same reason that helium balloons float. Helium is much less dense than air. But in order to really get to the bottom of what's making me sound like Alvin, we need to look at all the steps my voice has to go through from starting as a breath of air in my lungs to ending as a coherent sentence. The process begins at my vocal cords, or more accurately known as the vocal folds, essentially flaps of skin in my windpipe. As air from my lungs passes through them, the folds vibrate, which sets a bass frequency for whatever I'm saying. It's like picking out a piece of paper and a font for my voice, but the next step is where these tools start to be turned into actual prose. The vibrating air then passes through my vocal tract, which is made up of most of my throat, like my tongue, epiglottis, hard, and soft palates. It acts like a filter for the rough sound coming out of my vocal folds. Different parts of my tract vibrate at different harmonic frequencies, creating sounds. Some points vibrate at high frequencies, producing higher pitch sounds, while others respond to lower frequencies, making lower pitch sounds. Every word I say is really a combination of many, many different individual sounds created by different points resonating in my vocal tract. They combine, and whomever I'm talking to hears it as one single sound. Sound travels much faster in helium than in air. There's a common misconception that helium causes my vocal folds to vibrate at a higher frequency, but that's not quite right. What actually happens is the resonances in my vocal tract occur at higher frequencies, shifting the emphasis of what you hear. The lower frequency resonances lose some power and get softer, while the higher frequency resonances get a boost and sound louder. All the frequencies are still there, but the higher frequencies dominate. It works in reverse, too. There's a gas called sulfur hexafluoride that's commonly used in industrial applications, and it's six times denser than air. There's a lot of cool stuff you can do with it. Because it's denser than air, you can pour it like it's a liquid into a big bowl and have it pool there. It's so dense you can even float a boat made out of a thin sheet of tinfoil on top of it. However, my favorite thing to do with it is breathe a little bit of it in. Once again, I'm going to say, don't try this at home. Sulfur hexafluoride isn't toxic per se, however it is an asphyxiant, meaning you can't get any oxygen out of it. Because it's heavier than air, it can sink to the bottom of your lungs and just sit there, blocking out the air you need to breathe. Helium does the same thing, but because it's less dense than air, it naturally floats up out of your lungs when you breathe. Alright, so this is me normally. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, and I'm going to inhale the uh, sulfur hexafluoride, and give me one second. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. (laughs) The sulfur hexafluoride shifts my voice signature in the opposite direction as helium. Sound travels slower, so resonances in my vocal tract occur at lower frequencies. These lower frequencies overwhelm the higher frequencies, making my voice sound much lower. That's all for this week's... Oh, hang on. That's all for this week's Physics Buzz podcast. You can find more of our podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and much, much more at www.physicscentral.com. Thanks for listening.